Evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. Awful late, but we're going to do this anyway. I uh, we've we've had a busy day. We've had a busy evening. We've gone to watch some grandkids play basketball and been on the run all day long. But I uh, got in here and put some notes together and some thoughts and want to share them with you tonight. I I want to stay on track with this uh, being on the mic every day. I I could uh, I could bypass this and go to bed, but I. I just think I'm, I've got this burning in me, and we're going to share it. So I titled this tonight, You Don't Belong to You. Now, my heart's troubled. I've, I've been troubled for some time now. It's, it's not really getting any better. Matter of fact, if anything, it's maybe getting worse. Our current society and culture are lost, deeply lost, and becoming more and more deceived with every new day. We look around ourselves, and, and we see this this. Uh, I really don't even, this moral decline is, is even, it's such a weak thought when I think of moral decline, but, but our world is in a tailspin. We, we're losing ground desperately. And, and unfortunately, we're not seeing, we're really not seeing a, a progressive approach from our pulpits. We're not, uh, we're, we're just seemingly going along with the flow, and that's not what we're created to do. What is deceiving us? What is leading so many astray? It's man's version of God's word. It's God's word taken out of context, spoken in bits or sound bites and pieces, and it's lacking any form of conviction that could actually cause someone to question life choices. You understand what that's saying? Listen, this short, small message or passage of scripture uh, that we're going to talk about tonight needs to be consumed by us all. We need to evaluate our current lifestyle, and we need to weigh it against God's truth, and we need to do so before it's too late. I want you to follow along with me as we dig into this passage of Scripture and let God sift you and judge you accordingly. Let this cause you to find yourself on your knees in repentance and full surrender. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we're going to look at verse 9 through 14 first, and then we'll jump down to verse 19 through 20. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting with verse 9, it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor perversely effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander, nor swindlers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Now, that's just verses 9 and 10 there. Again, I'm going to encourage you to go to this passage of Scripture and look it up for yourselves. Read it whatever version you choose. This is the Amplified, so it does kind of expand and open that up. Verse 11 goes on to say, And such were some of you before you believed. Most of us, that before we came to our senses, before we surrendered our life to Christ, had issues in those very categories. But you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified, set apart for God, and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God with the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. Now, that's very important that we understand what that just said. Most of us were, I mean, we were born into sin. 
But a lot of us, many of us, have, have had issues with those previous two verses. But we were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ when we surrendered to him. We were sanctified. We were set apart of God and made holy. You, you're, we were justified, declared free of guilt. In other words, Jesus Christ took on our punishment. He, 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 took, he, he put his grace in our account. We're made uh, clean in the Holy Spirit of our God. Now, this is interesting. The source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. In other words, what I want you to catch here is it's not just a matter of finding yourself on your knees, saying this little prayer, asking God to come into your life, you know, forgive you for your sin, fill you full so that you can go on with your life and never look back. It simply says there was changed behavior. The source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. If there's no change in your behavior, I'm going to question your salvation. And it's neither here nor there for me to question you. But in my mind, I question my salvation if there's no changed behavior. Verse 12 goes on to say, everything is permissible for me, but not all things are beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything and brought under its power, allowing it to control me. Now that goes for absolutely everything. Okay, remember what Jesus said, it's not what goes into a person's mouth that defiles a person. It's what comes out of him. That, that's what defiles us. You know, everything may be permissible. It may be okay for me to partake of anything in this world, but is it beneficial? And the biggest portion of this is, I'm not going to be enslaved to anything. I'm not going to be brought under anything's power or allow it to control me. Never have, never will. Verse 13 says, food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. But God will do away with both of them. The body is not intended for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body to save, sanctify, and raise it again because of the sacrifice of the cross. Verse 14 goes on to say, And God has not only raised the Lord to life, but will also raise us up by his power. We're to pick up our cross daily. We're to die to ourselves. But it's by his resurrection power. God's raised Jesus from the dead. And he will also raise us up by his power. We need to get in the word. We need to study this whole chapter. But for now, I want to end this with, with verses, starting with verse 19, ending with verse 20. Verse 19 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property? Now, let me say that again. You are not your own property. Verse 20 says, You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. We are to honor God with our entire being. He created us for his honor. We were created to worship God in all of our life and with all of our being. Mark 12, 30 actually says that, that you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Well, there's nothing left, right? That's it. That's all of us. We're to love God with everything we have. To love God is in such a way will, in fact, bring conviction to the parts of our hearts that are impure before him. 
If, if we truly love God, anything that enters into our life that's not pleasing to him, we're going to recognize it and we're going to deal with it because it's going to affect that love if we don't. Anything else is complete selfishness on our part. And I assure you, that will not gain us anything in our future. It's time to stop this senseless, entitled, childish behavior. Own up to our mistakes. Take responsibility for who we are. Stop blaming someone else for our current life or our current lifestyle. It's nobody's fault but ours. When we stand before the Lord in judgment, we will be answering for ourselves. No one else will be in the equation. It will be just you and the Lord. You will have to answer for you. We are who we are by choice, our choice. Our life is a reflection of our choices. We'll, we will also be judged by our choices that we've made here on this earth. I'm going to encourage you tonight, choose wisely. The Bible says that God had a plan for us before he ever formed us in our mother's womb. He already set us apart to be a voice to the nation. That's Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. He knew you before he ever formed in your mother's womb and he sets you apart he has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I have a plan for you that says the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to bring you a hope and a future. The only reason that won't come to pass is because of your life choices. You continue to make poor life choices. You continue to live life for you and not for him. It's not going to end well. I don't know how else to say that. Listen, I've been down some dark road. I, I've been in darkness. I understand what it means to come near the end of my life by my choice. I, I don't want anybody to go there. I don't ever want anybody to feel what I felt. But I also want you to understand that God spoke into me in the midst of my darkness. And he called me out of that darkness by his light. And I am who I am today because of that. Because I chose to follow him and not wallow in my darkness. You have that opportunity tonight to choose to follow him. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. Is it going to be pain-free? Probably not. I, I have scars on my heart. I have scars inside of me. I have scars in my spirit from things that I've endured in my past. Nobody's fault. I'm not casting blame on anybody. I chose my ways. And when I gave my life to Christ, I chose that way and I've not looked back. Have I stumbled? Absolutely. Have I fallen? Sure. But I've picked myself up each time. I've dusted myself off. And I've asked the Lord to forgive me if necessary. And to help strengthen me to not fall again in those areas. That's all he's asking of us. Just surrender your life to him tonight. Open your eyes to him. And allow God to pour into you that, that very essence of life that he so desires. His closeness with us. He, want, he, he created us to be in fellowship with him. He created us to walk with him in the cool of the garden. Sin separates us from God. You've got sin in your life, you're separated from God. There's no other, you can't think of it in any other way. Get rid of the sin in your life and, and begin to pursue him with everything you have in him. Pray, worship, read, draw close to God. The Bible says if we'll draw close to him, he'll draw close to us. But it's an if we will, I will. That's the way the whole scripture set up. If we will do the things that God is asking us to do, if we will follow his rule, if we will follow his law, if we will obey his commandments, he will open up every promise that he's given us and pour it out on us. 
It's our choice. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. What are you going to do with that today? You don't belong to you. You belong to the Lord. If you remain in rebellion, the consequences will be severe. If you surrender your life to Christ tonight, your life will never be the same again. You may face some challenges, but as long as you keep your eyes on Jesus, you can overcome. I'm an overcomer. I, I have to do this daily from time to time. There's no easy part of this life. We are to endure till the end. We are to overcome. We are overcomers by his blood, his sacrifice for us. And I encourage you tonight to take that to heart. Don't let anything stand in the way between you and your rep, your uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. Surrender to him completely, wholeheartedly, nothing held back. Open every closet door you have in your heart and let him fill you up to overflowing. And watch what he can do with your story. The Bible says that we overcome our enemy by the blood of the Lamb. That's our sacrifice. That, that's our surrender to his sacrifice, his blood shed on the cross. But it goes on to say, and by the word of our testimony. That's our story of redemption. It's our story of how Jesus brought us out of the miry clay. It's our story of how he drew us out of darkness with his light of truth. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. May your testimony be strong and know for a fact that your testimony could very well set someone else free. God bless you guys. We love you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for following our podcast. I pray that God finds you in a place of surrender tonight. I pray that this message soaks deep into your spirit, into your soul, that it stirs your heart to a place. Even if you're not lost in darkness, may it stir you to a place of sharing your faith with someone. Share it with anyone. Let God's light shine through you into this dark world. We have the opportunity and the power to change this place, but it's got to come through him in our lives, shining brightly. Amen. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. Thank you for your support. Please continue to follow along with us. We love you. God bless you. I'll talk to you again real soon.